Hello, hello. I'm Jackie and welcome. Welcome back for another episode of A Quiet Divorce. So today, ladies, we are going to chat about blended families and how does this type of dynamic actually work? Does it work? We'll see. So I'm going to use my very personal and rather unusual circumstances to weigh in on the pros and cons of this not so uncommon type of family dynamic in today's modern world. But what is a blended family and who does it consist of? Let's think about that because it's basically a family consisting of a couple and their children from maybe this relationship, a previous relationship, all trying to be a family blended together, living maybe under one roof. And since I'm divorced and in a committed relationship with someone that has two children himself, we have very much become that type of family that has to learn how to live, grow, and love each other as our two families become one. So what are the automatic downsides to this type of arrangement? And very basically, how does it even work? How did it actually work for me? Let's start with the cons and then move on to the pros. I wanna start off with the cons because much like in real life practice, it gets harder and harder before it gets easier. And that's just the cold hard truth. So let's start with my top three cons that I actually had to deal with myself. Number one, sibling rivalry. See, in our blended family, there are three boys and one girl. Number two, who am I now? And where do I fit in? And I'm telling you, everybody in our family felt that way at one point, even myself. Number three, sacrifice. And the forever question you ask yourself, why me? Now, my blended family is a bit different from most common arrangements because my kids and my partner's kids are actually cousins. That's right. If you go back into my earlier stories on episodes, talks about how Jeff and I got together, fell in love, and how we are now a blended family. So this topic is very, very, very much close to my heart. So my kids are actually cousins. So they're already related by default, which only actually makes it harder because there was so much judgment, so much backlash from the families because it's even more different than what is already looked upon as an ultimate challenge. And it definitely was. It lived up to that name and still is from time to time. The most common complaints that I had to endure on a weekly basis with my kids and his kids was, I mean, it it seems petty, but it means a lot to them. So 
so it's always things like why do we get the smaller room why do you seem nicer to them than us why do you seem to favor them more than me I mean these were just common things that were kind of mentioned and seemingly all the time but then again it's all in their perception based on their perspective of being children of divorce children of losing their mom a death in the family they're all kind of victims of that type of um, life happening I guess things that just kind of happen in life and I totally understand all of it it's hard and you feel emotionally imbalanced all the time I mean having siblings is already a challenge and just being able to get along. I have one sister and we had our definitely, we had our sisterly rivalry. So how did I handle all this with four kids? For starters, I adjusted my expectations. It all starts with us ladies and it definitely makes it easier when you start with yourself first. So I adjusted my expectations of my kids and of their healing journey. All the kids in their healing journey. I didn't try to control how they feel. And I made sure to always keep my door open for whenever they wanted to express themselves, as long as it was respectful. Did I always get that? No. There was a lot of back talk, disrespect, inappropriate conversations. But having expectations and meeting them are not really the same thing, right? Now, let's talk about the disadvantages of becoming a blended family because of course there are. As much as you in your mind see yourselves as two kind of, you know, solid families coming together, it should be all flowers and roses, right? No, it's actually it's never been flowers and roses. The cons that I experienced with my very particular situation was definitely all the negative influence that we had to experience together and separately. Now let me start by saying that my kids were very much influenced by my ex's family because I had my weeks with them, he had his weeks, and on his weeks they were influenced by a different family. And that's always gonna happen when you have shared custody. You have, your kids are being put through the ultimate test of trying to figure out where they fit in and who they should really be listening to because everyone's saying something different. You know, they were being conditioned every day or at least the weeks they were with my ex to think differently to not think the way I think. That our blended family was wrong. That what I was doing was wrong. And that we were not a real family. So that was one of the things my kids were told is that we're not a real family. So that was something my kids really had to kind of figure out for themselves. So going back to what is what really is family, right? That's what I had to teach them. So that was the biggest hurdle for me, was to redefine what family really is or what a blended family can be. 
You know, my ex-mother-in-law definitely tries to influence my boys that they are, that, you know, his side was their only family. They even went as far as to tell my youngest son that my parents aren't even their real grandparents. Unbelievable, right? The things that people choose to say to a child. And most of all, all the judgment and negativity that we faced when it comes to sometimes the closest people that you know. You would think that the judgment came from the outside people. People, strangers maybe, people that you aren't as close to. When really, most of the judgment that we face comes to those closest to home. Have you ever heard that saying? If you ever want to know who your friends and who your real people are, you know, your true friends, open a business or get a divorce. And I'll be the first to say, my best customers are people I've never even met before and after my divorce. After my divorce, I really had two friends left. That was it. So sometimes when you go through the hardest times of your life, that's when you really know who the people that you should keep in your life are. And believe me, it's not as many as you think. You know, and as hard as it is, and as much as you want to fix everything as a parent all the time, that's kind of our natural instinct to fix things. This, getting used to a blended family, there's only so much you can do, only so much you can change and influence for another person, even if those are your kids. Allow them to figure out how to cope and recover on their own. I know that's hard to kind of step back, especially when you feel maybe it's a result of the divorce that they're like this. So you want to jump in and patch everything for them. That's one thing that I've noticed that I've learned from, that you can't fix everything. Have you ever noticed the more you push, the more distance or detached they become? Just like my mom would always say, wise words, you cannot ever keep your kids from feeling pain, no matter how much we try. Disappointment, keep them from getting hurt, because they will, no matter what we say, no matter what we do, because that's life. But what we can do, ladies, is be the parent, the mother or the father that will be there to catch them when they fall and mend what you can when they are ready. Now, you must be thinking, are there any pros to a blended family? Of course there is, there absolutely is. Yes, we definitely have to referee more arguments, manage many, many, many emotions, ups and downs, different personalities every day, but through it all, persevere, right? At the end of the day, you will have a more stable family base, more love, and the more family members they can connect with. You know, blended families can create and offer another level of stability for your children. And I do believe it teaches them how to better adapt, be more open, and that nothing, not even family, goes only one way. Allow me to share a story about Jeff's kids 
and the day I felt that change happen. Bit of history. The two siblings, you know, lost their mother back in 2016. And we became a family in 2019. I really had to work and chip away at his son, the oldest, as he was very withdrawn, kept to himself, so much to the point he would simply zone out and never, ever talk. He would hide from everyone, even if he was standing in the middle of the room, you couldn't even see him. It's almost like he wasn't there. Then, one day, I decided to have a chat with him, talk. So I sat down next to him and waited very patiently for him to simply say something, anything. And this was almost, you know, close to a year before I did that. I felt like he was still adjusting to all the changes and that maybe he didn't want to open himself up in fear of losing another person in his life. So I simply sat there next to him quietly. I sat there in silence, just like him. And if he ever wanted to talk, I was there to listen. And I let him know that. And that's all, pretty much all I said was that I'm here to listen whenever you're ready. Then, one day, it didn't happen that day, it happened maybe a couple weeks later, I felt a change. He changed, very little, but enough for me to notice. He was more present, he was engaged. He no longer tried to fight the idea of this new family, but he started to embrace it. That was the it moment for me, that I knew that this was working and it was worth it. So I would definitely say it takes a lot of work, ladies, patience. And as with anything you want in life, put in the time. Give the new relationships the time it needs to develop and do not, absolutely do not expect changes overnight. But I promise, positive changes can only happen if you allow them to naturally evolve. So what's my biggest piece of advice? The biggest takeaway that I have is maintain the right expectations. Don't expect to swoop in and be anything and everything to them. And don't be so hard on yourself or on them. Enjoy the good moments and take all the bad moments that will come in stride. On that note, we will be back next Friday with a new episode. And we are going to talk about a completely different topic. As you may or may not know, if you follow me on Instagram, I am a baker. I actually specialize in French macarons and I'm starting a four-week series about starting my baking business. My best, best advice, macaron making tips, and hopefully it will inspire you to create your own business as well. There's life after divorce and all the messiness. So let's talk about things after the divorce, all the things that happened after that, the good things, the good stuff. So be sure to tune in next Friday for Let's Talk Business. So until next week, bye for now.